What's going on? It's CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0, episode 33. Like, share, subscribe to all our fellow upgraders. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, first of all, we're going to start off with the HUA Security Forces representing the United States Air Force. It is the 75th birthday of the United States Air Force. Represent for all my airmen, past, present, and future. Salute. To the blue, to the force, as we call it affectionately. Our core values are service before self, integrity first, and excellence in all we do. We try to live by that, me and my fellow defender, Cameron Ra. And that's how we met, and that's how our bond has forever been strong. So, air power, space power, AEF, represent, fly, fight, win, peace. round number peace world we are broadcasting live from orlando with cj the season's finishing day i'm cameron bra today i'm ranting about bitcoin ethereum and why all cryptocurrencies are illegal uh securities but uh we got a whole bunch of other topics on there how the heck are you all down there in Orlando, bro. I'm good. It's been storming, raining, Florida life. I Whoa, think fall is in the air a little bit. It was a little cool yesterday. I was like, what? Florida gets fall. I yeah. thought it was like spring and summer year round down there. Pretty much, but we do get probably two months of cold, which would be, I would say, January, February is pretty cold. Some of March, and then it starts warming back up again. So those temperatures can get down to the 20. 30s people don't realize that in florida so it does that's crazy so you really do need a winter jacket out there yeah that's why i keep my winter stuff <laughs> like two days yeah okay um, yo so let me let me just jump into it with the bitcoin okay cool it's like i already told you before believe in bitcoin it's an ebook check it out amazon kindle but as the, the title entails believe in the tech right now you look at the price forget about the price it's the, the tech has so much potential i can write about it but that's not what i'm discussing today uh ethereum which is a competitor of bitcoin <clears throat> essentially it just took the bitcoin uh source code which is open source meaning everyone can see it and then they copied it tweaked it a little bit and they made their own coin, right? okay so you know what a security is in a sense, from a financial perspective. Sort of, you might have to just give me like a- It's a fancy word for a stock. Okay, got it. Like, so you have the SEC, which is the Security Exchange mm-hmm. Commission, or Council, whatever, I, I mix them up sometimes. I think it's commission. It's commission. Uh, Gary Gensler, I believe, he heads that. He's actually pro-Bitcoin. Mm, interesting. Like, he's against other cryptocurrencies, as I mentioned. Bitcoin is not crypto. Bitcoin is the OG, the immaculate conception. No one knows how it got here. It's the first of its kind. And it was open. It was so generous that it was open source for the world. Subsequently, like, mad copies of Bitcoin came. Have you heard of Dogecoin? Yes. This is the coin that Elon Musk is pumping. It's just a copy paste of Bitcoin source code. Tweak it a little, little doggy face. It, it, that's that's what that's what Dogecoin is. But here's what you must consider: where there's laws around securities, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a corporation or a, even a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. and you're selling or you're exchanging something, it's kind of like an ex- a security. And now the SEC is cracking down on crypto. Gary Gensler recently mentioned. He pretty much disclosed it, like, yo, all these Dogecoin and Cardano's, you know, they, they operate behind a centralized organization. And he's, for the protection of the public and, and whatnot, they want to treat them like securities. However, Bitcoin, 
because there's no there's no organization behind it or public organization behind it. They're saying tax more. They're treating Bitcoin more as a commodity rather than a security. Okay. And, and that's where I, I, I just wanted to express that perhaps it is a potential threat to other cryptocurrencies. Will it result in further regulation for other cryptocurrencies and mm-hmm. Bitcoin remains as is? Who could say it's up in the air? But right now, if there's countries around the world that are talking about reparations as a result of the, the death of the queen and they want to step aside from, uh, from the crown, if you want to take it, don't take it in no CBDs, don't take it in no poop coin, get it in Bitcoin. But yo, CJ, you said you had an update on that. Yeah, no, I was saying I noticed the calls from uh, all the nations that were under the crown for reparations. And so I found it interesting because the fight for Black Americans for their reparations, mm-hmm. it seems like everybody from the diaspora, not everybody, but for the most part, have been basically shitting on us trying to fight for our reparations or trying to subvert or trying to sabotage or talk down on it. But now that the queen has died and this is a transition, now they're hopping on their chance to get their reparations. And then black Americans kind of like, okay, do your thing. That's what we've been telling you. Do your own thing with colonization. Get your reparations for who colonized you. Absolutely. There's no reason to have a beef with us for getting what we deserve in our country that we built up. You know what I'm saying? So Now, who do you think will get it quicker? These other countries uh, that have, that, that they fully deserve reparations as well. Absolutely. Or in this stubborn uh, democratic republic. Uh, who would get it first? I could see maybe the other countries because they're smaller. Hmm. Um, I agree. That's a that is a major factor when you consider yeah. that, right? I think it's a little easier to be like, okay, we owe them this much. Boom. Now, will it happen is the interesting thing because you gotta think, we're cousins of the British, you know, Americans. You know, we're like lock and step for the most part. So I can see them definitely like whatever. <laughs> like so Um I don't know, I'm kinda curious. I I'm really curious don't I, I feel um I, I feel a, a dense revolutionary spirit that is growing. We got a whiff of that during the summer barbecue sponsored by Black Lives Matter. And uh, how do you say, what was that, 2020? Yeah, that was the racial, racial awake uh, reckoning. That's, you hear that term for that time. Now, you, you must consider they decapitated Monuments. They took these things. This is mobs of people, and they said, "F you." They, they, they really did. They said, "F the this, this white supremacy society." But it wasn't just in America. They did that. I do believe uh, the UK felt that pressure as well. I believe that this was emulated around the world. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. But. It's like, remember, that, that was just a little simmer. I think it's going to turn up, turn up. And then it is, it's going to be like, yo, you won't give us what we owe. Or this thing we built will be dismantled. And right now, here's the thing. Lawmakers, they're like, they know they have to do it. They must do it. Because you can have your national guards. You can summon all the federal forces. You can't stop the riot army. There's too many. So you have to do it. But here's the thing, conventionally, it would bankrupt the system. Like, oh my God, if we print more money and we did reparations, we'll tell you, we'll tell you, we'll tell you, it would break the system. And we'd be even more fucked than we are now. So what you have to do is believe in Bitcoin, give the reparations in Bitcoin, buy it for the low, buy the dip. This thing is going to be worth a million coin. I assure you, by let's just say 20, 2050, if by most certainly by 2050, but who can say? We're only speculating. Yeah, and if it's not, make it worth a million a coin. 
when you control an asset, such a such a powerful asset as Bitcoin, and you control it, print a little two trillion here, and then buy up this technology that's going to be worth hundreds of trillions in, in the future, invest into it and, and make it something. Give out reparations, repair what has been done because karma is a motherfucker. It really is, and it's like you think you can paint over it, band-aid over it, and then you think like, oh, just get better, just get. It's rotting and it's festering, and there's corpses of our ancestors are turning. And if you want to talk about zombies and and all that madness, like yo, like what we, what our ancestors felt is in our DNA. And if that shit wakes up, man, that shit wakes up. Then, I don't know. Believe in Bitcoin. That's all I had to say. God right. bless this Sunday. I dropped my F bombs and my S bombs, but it's like. I ain't mad at you. I feel the same, brother. <laughs> so, uh, next topic will transition. Uh, how will imposing Chinese sanctions impact life in the US? So, I got a quick stat from all American made. I don't know how legit they are, but um, whatever. So, this is just quick facts. Um, sources, oh, actually it's from the World Bank, so from a source. Okay, top manufacturing countries. China at 28.50%. And then we're 17.34. Japan is 7.74. Germany, wow, I thought Germany would be higher, 5.17, Republic of Korea, 3. wow. Are these numbers that do, that do manufacturing for Yes, top America? manufacturing countries. Can you say uh, China one more time? 28.50. So 28% of our manufacturing comes from China. I'm not sure about that. I will say they're the top manufacturing globally. Ah, okay. So is there any way we can get for those that. numbers from yeah. how much of our imports come from China? Yeah, let me look that up real quick. I, I, I want to, like, do a Siri search, but I'm, I'm afraid it will uh, crash the sky. But let's give it a shot. Very. No, not today. Trying to have that time. What happened? Yeah. No, I was doing my best to do a Siri search and then uh, see if we get these stats in real time without having. Okay, this is actually scary. So, mm. based on top imports from China for 2021, that's the closest I can find. Jungle Scouts, um, according to Molly Burke, who wrote this article. China is a leading maritime importer for the United States by an impressive margin, accounting for 42% of all goods in the U.S. So that's, so that's nearly half. Mm. So before we, we, we go further into this discussion, let's talk about Russia and how it backfired. So more or less, yeah, Ukraine invasion, however you feel about it, America comes first. However you feel about whatever's happening to those people, America comes first. So it's like, or not even America, because I, I I got a kid in, in Germany, shout out to Anthony, love you, Rob Dynasty, you know how we do. But like, Deutschland. so it's like, Europe voted to support sanctions against Russia, right? Russia supplies like I don't want to give it. Let's just say seventy percent of their of their fuel economy comes from. It's like beefing with your plug. <laughs> like who does that? Who does that? And then furthermore, it's like yo, your plug's giving you a certain, giving you giving you oil. Moreover. Your plug is maintaining the pipeline to, uh, you know, to keep that oil flowing to you. Europe 
imposes, the European Union imposes sanctions that are preventing that pipeline from being repaired that give you oil. This is a prime example of taking a loaded gun and shooting yourself in the foot. Like that's what Europe is doing. Um, history don't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Shout out Mark Twain. Uh, Huckleberry Finn, really great book. But um, America is on the verge. Uh, I'm not even on the verge. This is hearsay. I heard this from a little birdie in the Intel community that sanctions may be imposed onto China if there's further escalation with Taiwan. Okay. What did you say was that uh that number of imports again? Uh, forty-two percent to the U.S. Which is nearly half. Yeah. There's already been talk of how uh, Nancy Pelosi's visit has impacted production of the iPhones mm-hmm. in China, and it's. I don't know. I think this is an issue that can really impact the American citizens. Yeah. Right now, look around. There's you're probably there's something least in your eyesight that's made from China. I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about Samsung. It's Korean tech. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I got an iPhone. I got an iPhone and Samsung. Look at that. Aren't you fancy? Yeah, I'm fancy. Look. He a hybrid over there, man. You know, you know, day slayer. You know, <laughs> between worlds, bro. <laughs> so, but it's like I think that would impact the American people, not so dramatically as uh, yo, like what Russia's doing is people are going to feel it in their temperatures. You know, it, it's going to be colder in, in, in the winter for for people. Where the American people were, such uh, sanctions imposed and, 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 and impacted trade. It would more. It would be more from a uh, a consumer perspective. You think? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, our goods would go up. So that mm-hmm. plastic cup or something that's like eighty eight cents would probably be like five dollars. Maybe I'm just I'm just speculating. <laughs> like that because of the cost. And, and I think, you think that would encourage more of that stuff to be made in America? This is a part, we've been talking about this since season one. Like, why is this not a fucking priority for both parties? You know, like, even reading the percentage of what we uh, manufacture, like, I think it was like 10% point, uh, 10% uh, lower than China. We Who makes our like, toilet paper? Huh? Who makes our toilet paper? Because the blip showed us that's one thing people will kill for. But again, because <laughs> uh, if China shuts off, like, no more toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, not racist. No, China's not a racist. That's not racist. But um, if they say no more toilet paper, you know, then that could be a problem. But we need to find the essential items that we get from China and then. What was that? How did how did uh, Trump so elegantly put it? Operation Warp Speed or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, start manufacturing this stuff here. Like, and we talked about this, every state should be able to manufacture almost everything to a degree. Most you think every state should be self-sufficient? Absolutely. I would agree with that. Because it only does nothing but help. At least Hawaii should. Being yeah. an island and whatnot. Yeah. Like, uh, we gotta get them to the point with their you probably, product. You probably, you know, I think, I don't know how much land they have for uh, manufacturing, like building warehouses and factories and stuff, but mm-hmm. they probably want to copy Dubai and make man-made and just have that all manufactured. Yo, bro, we on the same vibration because I'm thinking like, yeah, you gotta make, you gotta make your own uh, land. There's another country it may actually be the Netherlands mm-hmm. that was doing the same thing. Um, just, but this is not a new concept. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's magnificent. I mean, so, 
So uh, Biden administration, all the intelligence community, we need to be manufacturing in every fucking state. And so now, how would you divide these? Uh, based on you, the first step would be like a national analysis. Yes. Of every state, be like, hmm, okay, I see you got this right here, and then you know, got some land over here, and then how could you do it on a shoestring budget and do it fast? Um, when when federal funding is pumped mm-hmm. into a project, it will get done. And if you put the urgency, you put the money up front, you're gonna have the contractors, whoever bidding for the to do it. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. But this is the issue too with the bureaucracy of federal mm-hmm. all the paperwork, all this, all the processes. Um, private and definitely federal should come together on this. This should oh, be absolutely. Like, this should be a joint venture, and I don't see why we are not doing this as a country. I think it's fucking bullshit. We got all this land, plenty of land that we don't use for population-wise. Um, every state, like you said, should be almost self-sufficient to where, and I think of like the poorest state, was it Mississippi? They're going through the water crisis, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be one of the first states to take advantage of the tax opportunity, the space, the land, and their what the Mississippi River. All those, you got all those trade routes still. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see why we're not doing this. I know they passed the Build Back Better and all this, but it doesn't seem to be working that fast. And that's another reason why they need to do more 3D printing with construction, more modular uh, <laughs> buildings, domes, shipping containers. Get some. Like they need to be using all this to build quicker so we can get this stuff rolling. Upgrade America. Now you're preaching, brother. But um, it really is the 3D printers, they're so remarkable mm-hmm. for, for how fast you can build and there is legislation being drafted on how they want to change building codes. Mm-hmm. And I think once there are more demonstrations on how we can build sustainable land and green, that it's going to catch on. Like the blip has showed us that the price of lumber skyrocketed. Steel. All that stuff. Steel, old conventional building material. And then, meanwhile, there's a patch of plastic the size of Texas floating between uh, California and Hawaii. That's freaking gross, man. It's very, uh, it's very, uh, America should be ashamed of it. Like, when I always heard about the Pacific garbage patch, Mm -hmm. I always thought it was something like, yeah, we we contributed to it, but the majority of it was China. But, like, it's American built that has uh, produced this thing, man. And it seems to be a, be a trend. Yeah. But um, right now on Amazon, the price of two kilos of PET, that's polyethylene plastic, is about 20 bucks. Okay. $20 for plastic once it's changed into filament to be, you know, for 3D printing. But this stuff, this this trash is another man's treasure. Collectively, we can, we can, we can clean up the planet and build with it. I think yeah. just the biggest step, again, it's all about Bitcoin. It's yeah. once you start giving people Bitcoin for bottles, they'll start looking at trash and other way. Yeah, man, and I, I got other ideas, too. Like, all... If you go through your city doing analysis, how many mm-hmm. buildings are we not using mm-hmm. that are still standing, need minimal work of renovation? Turn those into urban farms. Preach mm-hmm. uh, labs, you know what I'm saying? STEM, tech, you know, manuf- mini manufacturing. If manufacturing doesn't have to be huge either. You can have like one floor just with manufacturing, another floor with urban farming, another floor with like, I don't know, health services, another floor for like, school or something like we can be doing this kind of stuff another thing all these junkyards with all these old cars and all this 
why are we not using this recycling this stuff to use in metal why is this not a priority as well bigger i got even better idea you want to build this border wall and you want to build it faster because this is something we need to discuss because it's yeah like, we'll talk about it. i got two i pulled up both <laughs> you heard about kamala harris they sent the migrants to kamala harris's house i was like wow these guys are wild yeah, they wild. But I want to inject what the cars you're talking about. Take the cars and then just put that on the border wall, man. Miles and miles and miles. And of course, you reinforce it. You know, you go, which can be 3D printed as well, some reinforcements. But you ain't going to scale a big, it's going to be very difficult to scale a, a, a good thing 30, 40 miles. I'm miles. I'm talking about another project. Just build this thing uh maybe 20 feet 30 feet stacking cars mm -hmm. just throwing out ideas how we can upcycle upgrade yeah. america 2.0 no uh, <laughs> so we'll talk you want to go ahead and get into the migrant thing real quick um sure i'll gloss over it all right Let's i got the quick i got the quick uh headlines real quick i'll read them real quick We're gonna all right so Greg Abbott, Texas governor, he said he was going to say, hey, I'm going to start sending all these migrants to D.C., New York, wherever. I'm not playing. So he sent dozens of asylum seekers to the home of Vice President Kamala Harris in his other effort to show his dislike for the White House's immigration policies. That's so, pretty, uh... Yeah. That's 50 wild. migrants. Wow. So, so did you, there, there's one um, part, a caveat to that that I caught in another article is the driver had to sign like a legal affidavit prior so that he would be like immune or something to any questioning or something. Almost like an NDA kind of thing, right? Like, a, say that one more time. Like NDA non-disclosure agreement or... Uh, I believe that's what it was, a non-disclosure agreement or some sort of legal agreement but they, it was very well thought through but what yeah. are your thoughts on that <sighs> immigration is a very complex issue um, I'm not understanding why we haven't figured it out from both administrations we got all these legal minds we have all these experts why haven't we figured out an efficient and a modern system well, the real question is, what's wrong with what's wrong with the place where where's the number one place where these people are fleeing from? I think and it's a lot why? of Central Central America, right? I think it's a lot of Central America, and then some Mexicans. It's not all Mexicans. A lot of people use Mexico to get here as a medium to get. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, do you? We need to find where these people are fleeing and why and then perhaps if we invested a little bit of energy a little bit of money down there you know uh you could mitigate the the influx coming into here at the same time for a sense of security and as a the biggest uh, concern is that uh bad actors, nation-sponsored terrorists or whatever will sneak nuclear ordnance to the border. That okay, is quick. That is why they, they came from Venezuela, so we know they were going through a lot of hyperinflation. Ah, et Okay. Uh, yes, I do recall with that, with uh, the hyperinflation, with that. So then again, let's talk about some let's inject, not necessarily dollars, but let's fix Venezuela. Why? Why might you might you ask? They got probably one of the biggest oil pockets on the how you say on the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Um. Another thing, real quick. So my governor, Mr. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, he decided to send two planes of migrants to Martha's Vineyard. So that's where is that again? I hear a lot of people Houston. vacation. So my yeah, house that's like a rich area. Cape Cod, I think. Rich, uh, it's like, uh, rich area. Yeah, it's like, I think on the tip of Massachusetts, something like that. Like a little curve. Uh, the Obamas. 
vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular vacation spot for the upper class, the elites of America tend to go there. Um, so yeah, he did it, and then it's kind of funny seeing Governor Beef. I'm not gonna lie, like California Governor be having that venom man for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he be going hard body. Yo, he be going hard body. Very radical with his approaches, and it's like makes it kind of makes me not want to. I I don't want to go to Cali because a lot of the policies that are in place. How long can a governor stay in power? By the way, I think they get two elections. I think I thought it was two terms. Hmm. Let me see, governor. Let me see, governor, California term. And just out of curiosity, states tend to flip with their uh, with their colors. Or do they, uh, for instance, like a, a state that's tend to be a blue state, it doesn't it tends to stay blue? Oh uh, yeah, for the most part, I think it has been changing. Uh, what state was it? Because I remember the other election. I think Arizona was one of those kind of going between purple and hmm. blue. And purple is when you got Republicans and Democrats highly concentrated and it's kind of like they're next to each other in a weird way. That's like a simple I'm just curious how that works. If if it is like if they're coexisting, because Arizona sounds cool, lots of sun, Grand Canyon still. Okay, hold on. Yeah, two terms. So he can only do two terms. And then the constitution, constitutional limitation was passed in 1990. So, yeah. I don't, how long has he been doing it? I feel like he's been in there forever. Yeah, yeah, seems quite a, a while as well. But how long was, uh, how long was Schwarzenegger doing? I, I want to say two terms. I think he was. Yeah. Uh, That's you know, <clears throat> I think he, so he's from interesting enough he's from California, uh, San Francisco Gavin Newsom um, let's see he was a lieutenant governor of California from 2011 to 2019 but he wasn't governor so I think that's the way he slipped in like that mm, I see. he wasn't governor he was lieutenant governor I mean that's I, what I, could, I could governor. work with him yeah. I have some ideas they're, they're uh, they're experiencing that homeless epidemic, and they're—I uh, do believe they were mentioning rationing power as well. That Skyward Initiative, yeah. Um, this is what I'll say about Cali. I think they—they they have a lot of upgrade America, uh, like tendencies or ideas or concepts. Mm-hmm. Maybe the execution or how extreme they go is where the problem lies. <laughs> Because they do have great ideas. Like, I hear the idea, I'm like, oh, man, that's an excellent idea. But between execution and how extreme it is, is where the problem lies. Because I hear a lot of extreme ideas coming from California, and I'm just like, wow, California, I'm really out there. And I see why, I believe it was like over a million people left. Yeah. In a year. Or between us, like, maybe two years or something. Yeah, between uh, the blip, yeah, the blip years, I guess you could say 20, what, shit, you could say 2020 to now, this year, the blip years. Because I talked to a lot of people on Twitter and I noticed the migration patterns. It's been interesting. A lot of people from Cali going to Texas, like they're flooding Texas, Houston, Dallas area. Um, Some coming to Florida, but DMV, it seems like some people come in there. And then people from New York moving, obviously, in Texas, Florida. So it's been interesting. Georgia, too. I forgot Atlanta. Um, so that's interesting. Um, so we're going to talk about sports, fitness, pop culture, entertainment. Yeah. What's in the sports arena, man? Well, I mean, football's full swing. I did watch some yesterday. Um, I think my team won college football, Clemson Tigers. Um, Sunday night, Sunday football today. So, I'm excited. I kind of like the football because it's like fall season. You know, I just like it. It's a signal of the season changing. Um, what's the other thing sports-wise? 
that's really it, man. We were going to talk about fitness as well. I've lost, personally, I was at 266. Yeah, I know y'all can't believe it. Like, I don't, I definitely don't look at my weight. Like, but I stepped on the scale today and I was like 252. I was like, whoa, where'd that come from? And so for me, I found the problem is my eating habits. Like, I tend to binge eat. I think I do tend to eat pretty healthily, right? Healthy. But I do have moments where I binge eat unhealthy stuff. Or too much of a good thing is a bad thing too. So, so when have you identified when you usually do the binge eating? Uh well, considering my line of work, you see food constantly. Mm. Anytime I'm driving somewhere, I'm seeing food, 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 food everywhere. Everywhere that I can go, be, food, food. That could be tempting. Yeah, it is very tense. It's like, ah, because I got to stop, you know, when I stop to uh, do a delivery or something like that. I see food. I just see food everywhere. So it's like, oh, my God. And I remember the guys telling me when I came on, man, you're going to gain weight when you come out here because you're going to be driving. And then you're going to be always around food. I'm like, man, it's true. So I had to revert to my tactics of my old job when I was driving to bring my lunch stay hydrated that's the key i've been bringing my lunch just enough for substance right so i example i get like a wrap from walmart like five dollars um i'll get like a cliff bar for something like kind of sweet and i'll get something salty like pistachios i've been getting into pistachios a lot i like those because they got different flavors um I have this little hydration packet. It's called Liquid IV. It's really cool. It's like for hydration, like kind of like Gatorade powder or something. Um, I do that in first thing in the morning. Then I'll drink that, the solution to that makes it water. Then I'll drink water right behind it. So now I'm fully hydrated starting the day. And then I just drink water all day. So it's um, like natural electrolytes or something? Yeah, I have to show you the packet or something like that. No, it's but- pretty cool. Um, so that's lunch, dinner. I just stick to a lean meat protein or something like that. I'm trying to eat. I'm starting to get away from eating as much meat and eating more vegetables, which I love vegetables. So it's not really that hard. For me. I can't. Uh, I, I can't let you say that without injecting this new bit of information. Okay. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so we talked about the the agenda for humans to eat bugs. At least for the plebs, for for the peasants, say they want, yeah. they want people to eat bugs and stuff. I heard some additional information. There's a tick, right? An African tick that if it bites you, can make you allergic to meat. Oh wow! You do not want meat. That's that's a kicker. That's mind blowing, right? But what's yeah. even more mind blowing is that there's geneticists who want to use that against the populace. Mm. Oh, you don't want to stop eating meat by your own choice? We'll just make you allergic. Mm. Like, there's quotes of these guys saying it, and it gave me chills. It made me cringe. And hearing you say, oh, I don't want meat, I'm like, yo, I hope they didn't activate that. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I just, I figured out for me, and especially we're aging, so you want to less of what doesn't work for your body and I tend to listen to my body a lot more than I did in my 20s obviously oh absolutely where when I eat something how did I react to it after I eat okay I felt sluggish did I feel not so well did I feel okay did I feel good so I'm I'm, it's kind of like a just keep tweaking alright I can eat this and it doesn't bother me I can't eat this it is gonna bother me it's been that and that's all I've been doing I've just been doing that so yeah, I've lost what I don't know how many pounds that was, fourteen, something like that. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. I would say keep it up, but you know we want to keep it down. So, <laughs> so we, we might we about you know being aware of what you're eating and how it affects you. Um, I know that carbs, like when I eat a lot of carbs, they make me tired. You have that eye subsequently because it takes energy to break down the carbs and then 
you know, to, to store that, and that that makes you tired. So you know, October is coming, and I usually do like a fast. When I'm there, I'm going to renounce sugar, mm-hmm. but I'm debating if I'm going to consider carbs to be sugar, and then just really focus on eating the vegetables and the meats. Like I've been eating more greens, yeah. but. I am doing more. Uh, I like more of the chicken and the fish, and the red meat is more sparingly. Yeah. Do the red meat. It's more lamb than than beef. But um, from observation, me personally, it's like on a plant-based diet. I'm not knocking you or any vegetarian. My body changes a lot. I lose. I'm a skinny guy, and I lose weight. I do a plant-based and furthermore I build better muscle on meat and to even further elaborate I build better muscle with beef beef will make me because you are what you eat I notice beef will bulk me up very quickly like I'll get bigger and bulky if I were on a whole beef diet but with the chicken and the fish it builds leaner a different type of, of Awesome. So we discussed and then we preach. I preach that nothing is good or bad. You must do everything objectively. Yes. So where beef has its benefits, it has the immediate benefits of building, you know, bulky muscle. There are drawbacks. I know it stays in your system like a lot longer. It's harder to digest and fat and everything related to that as well. But same with plants. There's a uh, there's benefits to that. Your your light. It's your. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be laggy and tired subsequent to eating. However, being on an all based a plant based diet, there's going to be drawbacks, and you need to be our upgraders. Everyone needs to be objective and, and you know realize you know when you're doing a diet change, but. Uh, yeah, all about self-improvement, upgrading, yeah. and yourself. Um, pop culture. Anything that's been catching your eye, pop, pop culture-wise? Pop culture-wise. I know Pinocchio Man. came out. Everybody seems to like it. Um, Did, I got a glimpse of it. My uh, watching it with the family, but I really wasn't watching it directly. I like what Disney is doing. I admire their everything is live action now. Boom, it was a cartoon before. Now it's live action. And um I don't know. It's going we're on the trend of being overstimulated. Yeah. I agree. So it's like when you look at uh the original one. Let's say it came out in 1940s, 1950s. Yeah, something like that. But during that time, that was a magical film. It was drawn, the animation was, it was presented in a way where it was enough to captivate the audience. Now you see that after you've seen everything else. So we need more and more and more. And then when you blend the live action, it's dangerous because you blend the fantasy with the reality. Okay. And for developing minds, mm-hmm. that is something, you know, you gotta be aware of. Like, so for my for my daughter, you know, it's like, I peeped at, I, I see it. I like her watching more of the nature stuff because that's real. You know what I'm saying? I don't want her going up thinking like, oh, fairies and, and then at the same time, they present perceptions of reality. The Disney perception of reality for the female was the princess to be in a gown, to be saved by some man, and fall in love. And Disney's not going to... Disney will not set the perception of uh, my daughter's reality. I branched it on to that. What else? <laughs> we got um, pop quotes. No, you good. I watched Morbius. Um... On the Marvel, on the Marvel, uh, he's like a vampire bat kind of dude. I like vampires. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's on Netflix. It was good. I enjoyed that. And also on Disney permitted Netflix to have that, not on not on Disney? I, I think because it was under Sony. Because I was looking for the movie. I said, where is this? Because I was looking on Disney Plus, but it was on uh, Netflix. Yeah, there's another. Uh, I, I believe there's a few Marvel shows that are on Netflix, and it's just a, a licensing time. Yeah. But um, the new Blade, do you know? So, do you, does Sony own the, the copyright? I don't know. That's a good huh? question. I know. Uh, I know they found the new Blade. He's going to be excellent for. I thought it was the, um, man, what are you playing? He played in Luke Cage, Cottonmouth, if you remember that. He played in what? Luke Cage, it was on Netflix. Marvel. Nah, I don't think I saw it. Uh, man, he's played in a lot of But Luke Cage, I, I know what you're talking about. Luke Cage is also Marvel, right? Yeah. You're talking about the star who played him? No, it, it was the uh, main villain in season one. Okay, I like I, I I started it, I didn't get into it, but I haven't watched Netflix in Nah, I got you. Um so I watched Morbius, it was really cool. Basically dude had a blood disease and he found a cure, but he turned into a bat slash kind of vampire. Mm-hmm. And you see the ethical it has a lot of things with ethics and technology and genetics. So I think you would like that actually. I love the CGI and the special effects it was really cool. So I I remember Morbius from Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's call it 1999 ish. No, it's 94. 94, pardon me. I'm so yeah, eight. I think it was but, no, you're right. It was 90 like 94 to 99. It was something. Okay. Well Morbius was uh he was like you said he was like a vampire. But I recall in the cartoon, one he he, he didn't quite get the blood. He feed, he fed on plasma, which is actually a part of blood. Yeah, I think was, in the comics it was like that. Was that consistent in you? Yeah, I had to send something to my voice, man. Oh, okay. Was that consistent in the show? Uh, it's close enough. <laughs> Cause you know they do adaptations. Was he drinking uh, now? Was he fang? Like drinking it like that, or was it was it blood, or was it? Uh, well, they had artificial blood, which he created, and then they had um, real blood. So he bounced between both. But then at some point, kind of like Blade, like he can do the serum, but at some point. He had to keep refining the formula because it craved real blood. So it's kind of the same thing with Morbius. Now let, let's let's stick on that, right? For okay. that that concept for for a moment, because humans are, are are tinkering and not necessarily in that realm of blood, but in the realm of meat and things to consume. And it's like I think it will be achievable, but much like the the serum needed to be constantly tinkered with and, and modified mm-hmm. it, it will never match the real thing yeah um I'm trying to think what else I watched I watched another movie Ludacris and Queen Latifah on Netflix that was a cool little movie um it showed the corruption in law enforcement that's the big takeaway I got from that the corruption in law enforcement um now like uh can you Give us an example of the of the corruption. Like, what do you mean? Okay, so basically, the main uh, antagonist or villain was a state trooper. Mm-hmm. He was running drugs, all this kind of stuff. But he acted like he was an upstanding trooper. But he was actually the big crime boss, basically. Hey. And that's very common to run, especially with human trafficking. Usually. It's some kind of government official, or well, they're all government officials, but it's usually some kind of law enforcement or somebody who's in the system that knows how to maneuver within the system because they work for the system. That's, um, it's funny you should uh, mention that because it supports a, consider- a conspiracy theory regarding Pizzagate and a certain uh, political party. But, um, 
yeah, you, you really put that into into perspective. Yeah, I don't care about the drugs. Right? Quite frankly, if you want to uh, alleviate all this taxation, legalize the drugs, regulate it, do a little tax, sprinkle a little UBI out for, for the people. It's the human trafficking that I have a concern they just oh, real, real quick is I know we have the Federal Bureau of Investigation they do a lot of work on that but is there a uh, is there an agency specifically for this they do have a couple of private I think no, no, no. like tax paying dollars should go to stopping children being trafficked yeah, but, nah, they just before busted. Before we spend $2 billion on drugs, trying to fight drugs, better. it's coming. It's not stopping. The girl, you can't stop the drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's spend some money on uh, stopping the children. Because while you applaud, you applaud some officer for finding uh, a few kilos, bravo, good job. When some kid is out there missing, finding one kid is... I think that's very that's that's better than finding a thousand tons of drugs. Yeah. That's I was gonna say they just had a big bust recently here in Florida, actually Orlando. They busted some guy. He was a government official, and they set him up in an undercover sting operation, and he was gonna um, get rid of my uh, a minor by alcohol this and use a government vehicle. Dummy. To do all this, and they busted him, and a whole bunch of people went down too. I just recently read that. That's why I'm saying, like, this thing enough. is, yeah, it's crazy, bro. I would, how I would run this thing is one, I would hire the actor, and I would let them do the deal, <laughs> and then I would let him go back. And then monitor his phone traffic and see who he brags about and see who he wants, who else would want those services. And you have to do some sort of deep intel and intelligence because there's, where there's one, there's surely 10. But I think that more than drugs is uh, probably the biggest thing in America. And people never talk about we're one of the biggest places in human trafficking is America. It always puts it on Europe, Asia, huh? one of the biggest players too i think the economy for human trafficking was like last i remember like billions of dollars like 70 billion something crazy it's uh it's slavery yeah they form of slavery and yeah yeah. it's ridiculous um so upgraders be safe with your kids with your even adults teenagers everybody be safe everybody is up for grabs yes indeed um, burger, pizza, the most exotic pies. I yeah, well, oh, you posted that. Yeah, that's like I could eat one slice and that'll take me through the whole day. <laughs> that's it. It looks very rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like uh, I had some quite a bit of an exotic pies. Shout out to uh, Tani's Pizza. They uh, made this pink sauce pie, so it's. Usually they got white sauce and uh, you know red sauce. They made a pink sauce, but I had pies with freaking man with teriyaki sauce on there traveling all around. But what is the most exotic pizza you've had? Man, uh, they do a great Sicilian here in Broadway pizza here locally. Um, Usually I kind of freestyle. I go off of their main ones, like their main configuration. Oh, okay, I thought you froze. Main configurations and then I You there, CJ? Remix. Can you see me? Okay. I think I got you back. Okay. Um I know it's a place in New York actually that does like uh jerk chicken pies, like oxtail pies. All kind of stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. I would love to eat from there. There was a place in Detroit. I just saw it. Claim they're doing a million. It's something outrageous. Either a million a week or a month or something like that. 
but they're putting ribs and like ridiculous stuff on their pies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see that. I'm talking about huge ribs with the bone and oh. lobsters or wild stuff. But like, yeah. I, I, I could see that. You know, people spending uh, some good money. There's one of the UFC champions. I don't know what weight class. He looked like he may have been in my weight class, maybe 150, 160-ish. But anyways, he claims he only eats pizza every day. Interesting. And it sounds, but there, when you consider it, when one, when you consider there's many types of pizza, and just changing the sauce is like an entirely different concoction. Essentially, it's just bread. It's bread, sauce. You can put mad vegetables and your protein and then your cheese, of course. And then I don't know. Oh, the most the most exotic thing, breakfast pizza. That's the most breakfast pizza. I have not had that, but I would like to try it. Yeah, scrambled eggs. You got your sauce. You got your cheese. What's the sauce though? I'm trying to remember. It's I think it was regular tomato sauce. Okay. And or marinara. Um, cheese, eggs. Uh, I think it was either bacon, pepperoni something like that it was good i was like why are we not doing breakfast pizza that would do so well especially late night or early morning like aha or one of these breakfast joints or diners that's an excellent thing that sound that sound like uh your restaurant startup man yeah uh, you know you know i love food so i am uh not now weather's about to turn at least in my hemisphere but like i do want to build a brick Mm, okay. And as as much as I eat pizza, I don't eat it every day. I eat quite a bit. Yeah, me too. But I want to learn how to make an oven and then, you know, just make my own pie. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I might start making my own pizza too. Um, the thing I get, like when I do order pizza, is usually Domino's if I just want something convenient. But if I got a little more that's, money, that's just... blasphemy to, to the pizza guy. No, I know, but. That's convenience. So when I want like pizza, pizza, then I order from Broadway because it's more expensive. The ingredients are fresher, like the, and it's Sicilian. So then, you know, because I always order Sicilian. When I order so the Sicilian is a thick one. Mm-hmm. So I like the like when I was knocking out in Italy, like they they gave you that that thin crust, that crispy one. Oh, the Neapolitan. Neapolitan. That's Neapolitan. That's how I like it. But okay. the average Italian pizza is like that. You yeah. actually got to ask for the for the thick uh, for the thick one. But yeah. that when I find it like that, that's what I search for. New York yeah. has crazy slices, some real great slices. But you gotta shop around in New York too. You can't just yeah. go to any uh, pizza shop. You gotta really inspect. They do those pies a lot. I think in. Connecticut is known for mm. kind of pies, actually. What, the thin crust pies? Yeah, what you're just talking about. The Neapolitan, yeah. I think they call it Neapolitan. I'm going to look into that. Shout out to Chief Keith, my, my buddy in, uh, in Connecticut. When yeah. I come there, we're going to get some Neapolitan pizza. I think it's, I think it's New Haven. Yes. New Haven, maybe. New Haven, uh, Bridgeport, I'm trying to think. Okay. It's been a while. I'm rusty on Connecticut. Um... <laughs> How to upgrade America? I mean, we kind of threw out a lot of stuff earlier. Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, Take notes. <laughs> uh, find your God, your path to righteousness, spiritual. This is our spiritual part. It is Sunday. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you got to pardon my, my curses and outbursts. So I was a little turned up. But, um, yeah, as far as, um, you know, finding your God, it's like for a brief moment in time, I was an atheist, particularly in Iraq. Just because of my, um, I saw one, my perception of America changed, and two, at the same time, I saw you know what the enemy was doing, and it was just I saw that people on both sides were getting away with great atrocities, and logically, it, it did not allow me to believe in God. Mm. Okay. It took me a long time to realize that one, that God is neutral, not all benevolent, like, yo, I'm just good, I'm good, because it's like, I didn't see that, but I didn't get that logically, and so I'm like, there is no just old 
no benevolent being will let, uh, how do you say, three-year-olds get their legs blown off in roadside bombs. So, like, uh, no, no benevolent God would, would, would let kids in. And you see the atrocities of war, it's hard to, to, for me, it was hard to believe in a benevolent being. And then I, I, I learned, or at least now I perceive that it's God is bigger than humanity. And, you know, it's God, God is neutral in, in that regards. But at the same time, it's like if you, all the atheists are out there trying to denounce some bearded white man in the sky who supposedly created all that there is. And I won't argue with you on that because I don't think you'll find it. I don't think you'll find him because I don't think that's God. I think God is so much greater than that perspective, that perception, that it's just like, yo, God is so grand that it's just like, <laughs> again, I, I'm struggling to 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 to, ex- to express this, but. God is so grand that God is everything to a sense. And everything is perfect, if only to God. We will never see that perception. When we're so we're so small, we're so we're not even a, a a pixel. We're like a piece of a pixel in this grand thing that probably expands forever. Mm-hmm. That more than our mind can and it's like we're, we're, we're never going to conceptualize that so what I would argue with with an atheist is that if you want to define God you must first define define what God is and for me I would say God is all powerful right omnipotent God is all knowing right meaning God knows everything but then omnipresent everywhere else and I believe there is one such thing that uh, that meets that criteria. Oh, and it and it, it's it's energy. Mm. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Wow, when you think about that, it cannot be created because it's always been around before time and space, right? Yeah. It cannot be destroyed because it's it's freaking immortal, omnipotent, all powerful. Energy kind of checks that box, right? So let's move on to omnipresent. Everything, this entire reality is made of energy. From the chair to everything broken down to a molecule that's broken down to an atom to a gluon to a quark to everything that other people are saying. It's just vibrating strings of energy. Everything is just energy. And this is the same energy that cannot be created or destroyed. Like, we are surrounded by magnificent evidence of, of something almighty that cannot be created or destroyed. It, to, to me, that, that meets the definition. The last criteria was all-knowing. And we could go... <laughs> I can go deep into this, but I'm not. I'll just ask you this question. What are thoughts made So we already established that energy is like everything. We already established that like energy is like everywhere. And now it's even the medium of our thoughts. Like this thing is all knowing, all powerful. And even if that's just a fingerprint, meaning just a trace, something that God left behind, it is undisputable. It is undisputable evidence that there is something magnificent and we are a part of it. To me, that is God. Just a <laughs> Wow, that was a lot, bro. Um, I get it, though. I get that perspective. And I do relate to the atheist aspect. I, I struggled with spirituality when I was abroad in Afghanistan. So I understand that. Um, 
my journey has been very unique too. Well, I would say most people grew up in uh, church, African Methodist, kind of experience them. like I went to Catholic Mass oh this is what this is like oh okay I went to um, Buddhist temples I'm like oh this is really cool you know mm. I just started only thing I haven't really been to is a mosque ironically enough yeah that was the only thing I didn't really go to I was gonna go while I was in Turkey mm-hmm. but my ex didn't want to go because she ain't feel like covering up and stuff so, so that's the only reason I didn't go because I would have went while I was I did have the experience. Mine was kind of similar to you. It was raised Christian, and I was a lot. I had a lot of questions that I didn't, couldn't answer, which raised a lot of conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> and even more so when I'm, I'm going to my mom, like the, this white church, and then they're all reading scriptures about slaves don't run away from their masters. Because I'm like, what? I'm like, no. I just don't. It didn't agree with me. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other things that just raise conflicts, but at the same time, I grew up in that construct. Good and evil, and God is only good. And if bad things happen to you, it's because you are bad, and it's not And it just didn't sit. And then even more, it, it was a debunk. Like I said, you see the horrors of war, you're like, yo, there ain't no righteous bearded white man up there. Like, he has no control <laughs> over what's going on. Down, down here, because both sides are ripping, ripping each other apart. At the same time, it's just so. It sounds. It, it, it's, it's it's the affairs are what are, of what's going down here are so insignificant that it's in the grand scheme of things. That God just lets it be. We cannot sin against God. We can only sin against each other. We have to choose. Our own, I mentioned the path of righteousness. You shouldn't be righteous because you don't want to go to hell. You want to get burnt. You should be righteous. You should be kind because that's what you want to do. And you need to find that inside yourself and do that. But if you need a a dogma to to tell you to do that, more power to you, I suppose. But um, the path to God is within, starts within. That's, that's all I can say on that. There's nothing left for me to say. I think you explained it all, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, um, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you all. And I really hope you get some value and, you know, some insight. And it helps you upgrade America and yourself. Peace. Bless. Have a wonderful day. Bless. Yeah, yeah be blessed, upgraders. Peace. Thank you.